Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is your host, Jay Dub. This is another solo episode, just my takes. Um, really going to just go over to the first weekend of college football, but specifically, my goal here is to highlight some surprise performers and specifically some guys that you should be thinking about picking up in your college fantasy football leagues. Um, but before I get to the other side of the content, what a first weekend, you know, some good matchups. Everybody's talking about Colorado and what they did in TCU and Coach Prime, and uh, they should. A team that, you know, has been abysmal for the last several years, you know, 30 years after they were uh, national champs and really had that rise, they've been a mess. Um, and, you know, they went into the national title runner-ups home field, TCU, and really controlled the game basically from the start. TCU took the lead kind of there in the third or fourth, but it was back and forth. Colorado had the lead a lot of the game. Um, but really felt like they had control and offensively just were really, really good. So we'll talk a little bit more about that on the, on the flip side. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Okay. We're back. Want to give some due also to the soon to be defunct PAC 12 conference. Everyone's hyping it up. ESPN had a big thing on, uh, Sunday night about this, they're 13 or no to start the year. Uh, they had some some good wins too. Uh, Utah beat Florida at home. Uh, obviously, the Colorado beating TCU at TCU. Washington just dominating Boise State. Uh, you know, USC's had two kind of convincing wins. Stanford surprisingly played well in soundly beating Hawaii in an emotional home game for the Rainbow Warriors following the the Maui fires. Um, and just look really good. And overall, conference, you know, has got off to a really good start. So, um, yeah, what it is, it's a swan song. Uh, but let's get to Colorado a little bit more credit here. You know, love him or hate him. Coach Prime is an entertainer, and he's willing and able to walk the walk. So next week, they get Nebraska at home in an old quasi-Big 8 rivalry matchup. Then they have Colorado State at home before taking on um, Oregon on the road and SC at home. They could very well be 3-0 heading into those two-pronged kind of favorite matchups in the Pac-12. So more exciting there. Uh, you know, on this pod a couple of weeks back, I said I thought Coach Prime would come and make a difference. They'd win eight or nine games and kind of be a shock. Um, I still feel strongly about that. I don't think that TCU's their signature win. I think they will still have a signature win. Uh, my guess is it's going to be against a, a SC type of school where there's a, a let-up. Maybe it's Oregon. Um, my thought would be more kind of middle of the end of the year when it was really all, all, all things were on the line. So, um, which is a good segue into the Pac-12 quarterbacks in general. Um, you know, this is a good getting back into the fantasy discussion. The soon to be dismantled conference has a plethora of great performers and likely many future NFL guys and Caleb Williams, SC, obviously he's, you know, reigning Heisman trophy winner, Michael Penitz though, as well, you dub. Bo Nix, you know, I think he's a fifth-year guy now, started his career at Auburn. His dad was a former Auburn starting quarterback, high recruit, moved over now to um, to Oregon, played really well last year, off to a great start. Obviously, they played uh, it was at Portland Community College or something of that. I think it was Portland State, but really that's not a, not a tough matchup. But still, they annihilated him. I think it was like 84 to, to 7 or something crazy. Um, Cam Ward at Washington State looked good. Oregon State's transfer from Clemson, DJ Ugaluia. I can never pronounce his name, but he looked awesome. Um, Sean Deere Sanders from Colorado, clearly another really good player. 
And they had some nice dynamic freshmen as well. And Dante Moore, UCLA was struggling against Coastal Carolina on the road, brought in Dante Moore and he was pretty dynamic, led him back and they, they won, they won firmly. So, um, you know, which is a good segue into uh, who should be picked up in leagues. So most of the names I'll throw out here um, uh, should be on rosters. Uh, if they're not, you know, their names to be keep an eye on. Um, and most of them won't be on rosters, but, but just be aware of that. So on the quarterback side, I, you know, I mentioned Shadir Sanders, CU, um, lightly taken, um, you know, he's, he's likely taken your league, but if not expect him to have a big gear in his new offense, um, Dion son is he got a great arm, really good anticipation throwing. I saw some of his Jackson state tape, watched a lot of the TCU game. Um, and he set a Colorado single season, a uh, certain single game passing record in the first game road start at TCU. So uh, looks good for him. Another Pac-10 uh, surprise, Ashton Daniels, Stanford starter. Uh, somewhat surprised. Coach didn't let anyone know until, until the, the players took the field. He looked really dynamic. And this is not your older brother's Stanford offense either. It's wide open, fast paced, no huddle. Uh, Daniels was designed runs a bunch. Uh, really good arm too. You know, Stanford's going to have to win with big guys, but big outside receivers, tight end, uh, running the ball. They do not have the dynamic athletes. In fact, a lot of their best athletes have left in the transfer portal. Uh, but they looked good and uh, really put up points in this one. Um, and Ashton Daniels looked good. So that's another good one. Um, Thomas Castellanos, uh, probably mispronouncing this, BC quarterback. He was a surprise. Emmett Moreland was the starter, but he faltered. Castellanos came in. He's a dual threat. I watched a little bit of it. Good runner. Um, he ran for 67 yards in a TD. Um, looked a little bit shaky. Not you know not a natural thrower, but threw for 138 yards and two TDs. So someone to keep an eye on. I wouldn't run out immediately get him, but if you need a quarterback, he's something that's interesting, particularly because of the running. Um, running backs. We got Dylan uh, Edwards. He's a freshman. Um, CU listed as running back, but it kind of kind of plays both. Looked very versatile, had 100 yards receiving, made some nice plays. You know, this could be a, a monster offense, and Dylan Edwards is something to, to watch and look at. Another one, Dylan Sampson from Tennessee. He's a sophomore. I'm like Dylan Edwards, who's a freshman. Sampson, though, another guy, you know, may have benefited from positive game script, but he looked really good. Um, he could take more and more of the workload as the season goes on. So don't, don't, uh, don't shy away from him. Receivers, a couple good ones. Keon Coleman, he likely is taken in leagues. He may not be, though. He was a, 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 a transfer. I think we mentioned him in the pod a couple weeks ago on transfers. Um, he was extremely dynamic against LSU, kind of jumped on the national scene. And I would say if you like picking All-American teams today, he's up there um, with his performance against LSU. So maybe gone your league if he's not. He's a top priority, priority waiver. He's a guy that I think could be a – Top five, top 10 fantasy wide receiver this year. He looked great. Um, another one, Deion Burks, Purdue. A uh, little bit, this probably guy's available in most leagues. Um, in Graham Harrell's new offense, he led the he led the Purdue team with 10 targets. He only caught four balls for 153 yards, two TDs, but he drew two big pass interference penalties. It just looked like a big play waiting to happen, but he getting, he's getting the volume. So if he's going to get that quantity of, of targets, definitely someone to look at. On the tight end front, I don't have a lot for you. Uh, and it's not a great fantasy weekend for college tight ends. Uh, none of the known stars had big weeks. And outside of Stanford's Ben Urasek, 
who scored, I think, 24, 25. He was heavily targeted. He's going to be their primary receiver. So if he's available in your league, by the way, go get him because he may end up as a top two or three, four fantasy tight end, maybe even better than that, given the, the volume share he's going to get. Uh, but not very many guys even broke 10, 11 points, and including the big name guys like Brock Bowers, and he had 11. Uh, Rondé Gaston had like nine. Uh, just was like a little bit of a slow week. But one name, if you got to go kind of back in the bungeon there, who's likely available in your league, I would call out Jack Westover, uh, University of Washington. He was productive last year. Um, kind of a rotation guy. He had 31 catches for 342 yards and a handful of TDs. He started off this season with five for 59 and a TD. So keep a keep a look on that. Um, lastly, just call out, you know, this is going to be a short pod. Just want to get some names out there for you. Uh, and just kind of keep the discussion going. But on the game front, week two, still a lot of non-conference pancake matchups. So if your league uh, provides lower points for kind of non-FBS opponents, um, you may want to be looking at that. There's only really one premier game. There's only a couple games with two ranked teams. Uh, one's Tulane and Ole Miss, which you know may, may be interesting, may not. The other one I call is Alabama, uh, number four versus Texas. This is the premier matchup. We're going to learn a lot about these teams. I think Alabama are they are they back? They have the are they are they ready? Um, my guess is they are. And then for Texas, like can they be legitimate? You know, or can they win these games? So we'll have to see. We're going to learn a lot about them. So on that note, appreciate uh, everybody uh, listening in. As I always mention, you can find this podcast at all your podcast directories. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe. On that note, hope you have a great day. Let's have a great week of college football. Hope week two lives up to week one. On that note, have a great day. Bye-bye. Before we leave, let me tell you a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Uh, I said uptown funk you up.